Radio Drama Revival is brought to you in part by Audible, who offer a free 30-day trial and free audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Audible boasts over 30,000 titles, including a whole ton of audio drama. That's why I love it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Thanks. And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated stories told to the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And uh, today we are into our second week of the Haunted Tales for Halloween this year, our little annual tradition. Um, this is our fifth year of doing Halloween programming and trying to keep an interesting mix of new and old classic um, horror as well as uh, newer material. Uh, this week, I'm really pleased to be featuring my friends, the Wireless Theater Company again, uh, Mary L. and Jack Bowman and Robert Valentine. All met them this uh, summer at Convergence out in Minneapolis. Well, now that the days are a little bit shorter and the leaves are starting to change colors, starting to think of uh, this little piece that won for the Silver Ogle this year was The Strange Case of Spring-Heeled Jack. Now, this is uh, part one of an ongoing series. There's actually three released, and I hear, uh, quoting their blog, there are six more in production now, and I hope they're all this good. Uh, this is, is sort of a, a, a cop thriller drama. It's not your straight-up horror tale, but it's um, a dark thriller of crime in the city, and the city is London, and the time is the 1800s. And this is uh, this tale of the strange Spring-Heeled Jack, a killer of prostitutes, uh, may remind you of other killers in the streets of London. Um, so we'll be going to that in just one moment. Uh, first up, we do have the next episode of The Cleansed. This is the Cleansed, episode 8, the grand finale of season 1. We have part 2, uh, wherein we see that uh, part 2, wherein we are uh, see that a great danger is coming upon our characters um, if you haven't been following The Cleansed, you'll probably be quite lost, but here we are, part two of episode eight, The Cleansed. Enjoy. Final Room Productions presents The Cleansed, episode eight, The Revolt, part two. Our time is at hand. Yes, Saul. Are you ready, son? I am ready. Good. Follow me. Gabriel, this is Command. Do you copy? Gabriel, read you loud and clear, sir. Report your situation, over. Coming in over enemy territory, sir. Over. Do we have a lock on coordinates? The information appears good, sir. Ralph Luger's BOL is still being used. Over. Very good. Raise it to the ground. Copy that, sir. Command out. Copy. Gabriel out. <laughs> well, as ever, Saul, you were right. Here we go. The big one. My pleasure to serve. 
I should have known. Refuge. Well, not to my good friend who built it. Those same beasts who killed him would put up John Prophet. Now it all makes sense. And hopefully, we can end one chapter of this sorry tale. Single malt scotch? Oh, sorry. I forgot. You won't touch it. Very well. More for me. Perhaps you'd prefer some music. It's a beautiful thing, you know. Wagner. You know him? No. Shame. All these years without recorded music. Oh, but we have it back. A compact disc. C'est belle. You miss the old days. And you don't? I hardly remember them. Oh, it was a different era, so. None of this crawling around, scraggling for a little bit of respect. It's a shame. There is another matter to attend to. Yeah, the troublemakers. They plan to strike. Yeah, they'll destroy them. Indiscriminately. I'll need more men and weapons. You ask and ask, Saul, but what do you give? My skill and loyalty, sir. What about the payload? The one thing that we thought that boy knew. He knew about John's whereabouts. He must have taken the payload with him. Oh, it's a long ways, don't you think? I don't think, Richard. That's what you're for. <laughs> <laughs> a pity, Saul. Now, I don't mean to sound a prude. Take anything you like. Citadel has enough guns to last us a hundred years. We can't let this nuisance distract the people. Agreed. Thank you, sir. Hey, in such a rush. They approach. Well, spare a moment to listen. It'll open your mind. I always found this great music to listen to just before the battle. It prepares you. Very well. This is my favorite movement song. Listen to this. What did you think when you saw it coming? It was like a nightmare in the air. And you came down hollering and screaming. Hoping someone would listen, Mar. Hoping someone would listen. <gasps> Kate, what is it? A dream. Oh, Kate, it's just your nerves. You're worried about the prisoner. No, not just any dream, Chad. One of those? Yes. What, Kate? I see flying death today, Chad. What? Our people, all of them. We need to get them out of here. Get them away. That's crazy. We've been here 15 years. That man, Prophet? We were wrong about him. Caitlin. Kate! Shoot the turkey buzzard. <laughs> hey, what do you say? We got another one we could do. All right, we're young. Okay. One more, one more. And one, and a two, and a three. What? What? There's a, there's a, calm yourself, boy. 
No. Did you get into the cider? No, he's not lying. I saw it. It's a, it's a blinking star. <laughs> Come on. Everything was going just fine till I got drunk on the wine. <laughs> You're sure it's not Mars? Luke? Mom, I know the stars. Hey, I don't like the. Did you hear that? I don't know, my share. That must be the river. That's no river. She's right. That's a machine. Can't be. Okay, friends. Let's not let hard cider get the better of us. Hey, it's no joke. Everyone, clear the field. I think it's. It could be. The boys are right. That's the fire. Clear the field. Everyone, get clear out of the field. listening to a free podcast version of The Cleansed. To hear the rest of this episode in its entirety and uncut, visit www.thecleansed.com. You can purchase the entire director's cut for $1.99. Also see a full cast and crew list, exclusive behind-the-scenes video, character sketches, and more. Again, that's www.thecleansed.com. Or catch us next week for another free installment. New episodes of The Cleansed will go up on this podcast for free each Friday from March through October 2012. Those are available at thecleansed.com, finalrune.com, and radiodramarevival.com. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more free audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. And that was The Cleanse, thecleanse.com. I have to say a big thank you to all of the Kickstarter supporters. Uh, we did meet our $2,000 goal. Thank you, people. Uh, we will have a special limited edition boxed set, CD box set of Season 1 coming out. Only 100 copies of that will be made, and then uh, we'll be discontinuing that CD edition, and uh, something different and special will be coming out, which I will let you know about when I can. Uh, we also um, now have digital downloads of the entire eight episodes of The Cleanse, so if you have been holding off till... You had uh, more audio to listen to. Now is the time. Go back to thecleanse.com. Um, you'll be uh, lots of listening ahead of you, and you can uh, download the entirety of this now, um, or you can keep listening to the free podcast. We'll have in the next two weeks the uh, final few episodes of the podcast, or you can get the director's cut now, thecleanse.com. Uh, season two is in production, um, and good stuff on the way. Um, back to our main programming. Again, this is The Strange Case of spring Jack, Episode 1. Uh, this one is called The Ghost of Clapham Common. Um, it's great. I've been following Wireless Theater since, I think, 2007 uh, is when they started and um, have been following their work, and they have just keep up in the ante. And this is just a lovely, lovely, dark uh, thriller tale. Here is The Strange Case of spring Jack, Episode 1. The Strange Case of Springheel Jack. Episode 1 The Ghost of Clapham Common. Written by Robert Valentine and Gareth Parker.
What's your game? I've got to get inside. No, Charles. Let me through. That's my home. Not anymore. My family is still there. I'm sorry. Let me through. We've already saved everyone we can. What about Lucy? Was one of them a Lucy Smith? With a boy called Jonah? Lucy and Jonah Smith? Look, I've got no idea. Look around you. It's bedlam. They'll be on the third floor. I can't even get to the first. I've got to get in there. But forget it. Half the building's already collapsed. It's so hot, the cobbles are exploding under our feet. Let go of me. They're dead. You go in there, you'll join them. Step aside. Your family's gone. Now! Come back! Lucy! Jonah! Jonah! Lucy! Jonah! Dad! Jonah! I'm coming! Keep shouting, son! I'm here! Dad, please! I'm here! <laughs> Jonah! Give me a hand! Lucy, that's it! Come on! I got you! Lucy! Dad, my arm. Lucy! Jonah, where's your mother? Back here. Jonah, look at me. Look at me. I'll find your mother. I promise. But first, I'm going to get you out of here. I need you to hold on as tight as you can to my hand. Run! Keep hold of my hand. Don't let go. Don't let go. This is my son. Look after him. I'll be back. Oh, you can't go in again. Jonah, stay here. I'm going to find your mother. Don't go, Dad. The building's going to collapse at any moment. Lucy! Lucy! Where are you? Dad! Come over here, son. Look, come on. Come and sit over here. Let's have a look at you. And what's your name again? Jonah. Your dad'll be fine, son. He'll be back soon. Don't you worry. What? The devil! You what? It's the devil on the roof! Now let's get you somewhere safe. Look, up there, I'm honest, sir. It's the devil on the roof! Dad! No! 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 Constable Smith? Constable Smith? Jonah, are you in there? Jonah! Joe! Oi, wake up, boy. What? Mrs. Burstow, is that you? No, Ducky, it's Princess Victoria. Of course it's me. Are you decent? Shh, wait a moment. Mrs. Burstow? You haven't got anything I haven't seen before, Sonny. Now get up, sharpish. What are you talking about? It's an emergency, isn't it? A young girl's been attacked, my lad, in Clapham Churchyard. Oh, message for you. 
Girl attacked. Clapham churchyard. Come at once. Hooks. Well? Who delivered this? Timmy Finch. Ran as fast as his little legs could carry him. What else did he say? He said, get your blooming boots on. Morning, Constable Hooks. Oh, cheer up, Joe. It could be raining. You're up early. Well, we can't all be tucked up in bed on a Sunday morning. Neither am I now. Good. I needed you here. You and your eagle eye. What's happened? It's a strange one. Well, you'll see. Got quite a few gawkers already and we'll only get more. Want to come and take a butcher's? The girl, she's still here. Over there with her mother. Farmers, by the looks of them. Has she been interfered with? A few scratches. Come on, you might spot something I missed. I doubt it, Toby. So do I, but take a look anyway. Who is she? Barmaid. Lives local, didn't come home last night. I found her sitting bolt upright against a gravestone, white as a sheet. What's her name? Uh, Polly. Polly Adams. Hello, miss. I'm Constable Smith. Call me Joe if you like. Polly. Did you see who it was, Polly? I saw him. Who? I was walking home with Lisa and Nance. I wanted to take a shortcut through the churchyard. They warned me not to. Not after all the stories, but I didn't believe them. They ran away and left me. I saw him. He reached out to grab me. Who, Polly? Who was he? His hands were cold, clammy, like a corpse. I screamed and he jumped clean over the wall. Who was it, Polly? It was the devil! Jack! She's seen old Jack! Who's old Jack, Polly? It's going to be a long day, Toby. Good morning, gentlemen. Lovely day, don't you think? Indeed it is, Captain McPugh. I do like Sundays. Aye. Are you Chuff or Durberville? I am Mr Chuff, and this is my associate, Mr Durberville. Hmm. Man, a few words? I hope the journey wasn't too unpleasant for you. Only took us a day from London. I can't stand the land myself. All I ever wanted is to be at sea, in the waters. Give me a tall ship and a star. You have something for us. Indeed, that I do. Well? You're missing, gentlemen. Charles Tolliver Fitzrandolph. Described as a well-spoken cove with piercing blue eyes and red hair. Do we take it Mr Fitzrandolph has returned? Five guineas. The agreed payment was two. That's my price. You're not our only spy in this, Paul. I'm sure others have seen him. I have not seen hide nor air, red nor otherwise, of Mr Fitzrandolph. <sighs> I'm afraid, Captain, I'm as confused as my associate here. All right, two guineas. We're listening. Your missing feller has not returned. So what are we paying you for? Three days ago, a woman arrived here at the dock. And? She was a redhead, piercing blue eyes and well-spoken, calling herself Charlotte Fitzrandolph. <laughs> Go on. She came ashore Friday on the Dante, a clipper out of Amsterdam. One of the hands was a friend of mine who dealt with her luggage. Just a case and a small leather purse with her. She used this shipping agent after disembarking. It's not far from here, just past the White Cliffs Tavern. Oh, very good, Captain, sir. Well, you have been most helpful indeed. My money? An excellent point. Ah. Your bonus. Oi, it's a shame. 
It's almost heartbreaking to think this will be my final payoff. I regret to inform you that your payoff is a little more final than you thought. Let me go, you dirty dog! Let me go now! Now, I waste two guineas when you've got one garrot. I hope Neptune curses you, both you Well done, Mr. Daredevil. Very fitting. After all, he did want to be at sea. Hmm. Let's find out where this misfit's land off went. All right, all right. Haven't you lot got homes to go to? Clear off. Come on, up it. Bunch of ghouls. What's wrong? Was it me, or did none of them look surprised when she... when she said what she said? I did notice. And they've trampled the ground over, so that's no use. Anything else? The wall. It's ten feet high. No one could jump that. I mean, you'd have to be a human grasshopper. And why jump it, even if you could? Why not use the gate? I'd say she was making it up, but... But she was terrified. Yeah, I noticed. When she... When she told me she'd seen the devil, you didn't look surprised either. I mean, why send Timmy Finch two and a half miles to turf me out of bed when the station and all the peelage you could possibly need are just around the corner? You're the best there is, Joe. There's nothing here I could pick up on that you haven't already. Come on, Joe. Is it because of that old dream of mine? The one where I see the devil jumping out of the fire? I told you that in confidence. And it was in confidence. Look, it's just that this isn't the first time this thing's been seen, all right? I'm not saying I believe it, but Polly Adams does. And she ain't the only one. You saw their faces. The devil doesn't walk the streets of London. And he never has. And you better take a look at this. This is where I found Polly. I moved her over there to make sure none of the crowd would see it. There. What do you think? It's the only one I could find. The ground's mostly long grass, but from here to the wall, it's dug earth. It can't be real. As footprints go, what size boot would you call that? Giant size. If you could call it a boot, it must be three inches deep. You know, maybe it was a smaller print that got enlarged in the rain. If it didn't rain last night. Then I'd say the circus was in town. Yeah. I'll let you tell the gov we're looking for an acrobat, a clown, and the world's heaviest strongman rolled into one. So what do we do? Who else says they've seen this thing? Coming. Coming. What could be so urgent? What? What's the meaning of this? <laughs> Shut it. Mr. Derbyville, time out, please. Make him comfortable. Oh, please. God, someone help. <laughs> I believe I told you to be quiet, did I not? <laughs> yes, better. Much, much better. Don't you agree, Mr. Derbyville? <laughs> Good, good. I prefer it when we speak at a reasonable level. Much politer, don't you think? <laughs> if you want money... Money? It's in the drawer, over there. Please, just, just let me go. Mr Derbyville, would you please have a look? <sighs> it's got a false back. You'll find it behind the false back of the drawer. Please, just please. <laughs> Well, I must say, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Please go. You'll have the money. There's nothing else. Except we're not here for your money. 
<laughs> what? But... However, I must say we are humbled by your generous spirit, but our business refers to your records. My records? The Dante, which arrived here two days ago, the passenger list and their forwarding addresses. The Dante? <laughs> My associate here is getting quite impatient, especially as I did ask him nicely. The records are the passenger list now. <laughs> You're getting carried away, Mr. D'Urberville. Over there. Over there. On the shelf, by the window. The brown book. There at the end. Have a look. Well? <laughs> you had the last one, didn't you, Mr. D'Urberville? Oh, God. Oh, Lord, no. Please. Please. Please, no, no, in, in the name of... We're in a bit of a hurry, so we have to cut and run now. I hope you can see our point. Good work, Mr. D'Urberville. I'll even look like a robbery. Right, my dear friend, where are we heading? Lord Mother Blackcap in London. <laughs> We're going home, then. I know just who to say. This looks like the place. Number 31, the Woodside. Home of Mr Sidney Peewit, solicitor. Unless I didn't give a false address. Forgive my reticence, gentlemen. I'm not usually in the habit of consorting with the police in my own home. We quite understand, sir. Please understand also that I'm a very busy man, and if I can assist you in any way, I would prefer it were done quickly. Very well, sir. Two weeks ago, whilst returning home late from work, you reported a strange phantasm near Clapham Churchyard. Oh. We have one or two things we'd like to ask you about the night in question. Constable, I do confess that I may have been, uh, shall we say, uh, a little the worse for wear when I made that report. In the cold light of day, I regret doing so. Would you like to retract your statement, sir? It's just that a young lady was attacked in the small hours of yesterday morning by a man answering to the same description. Oh, dear God. Would either of you care for a sherry? Oh, thank you, sir. Not when we're on duty, sir. Most admirable. I hope you don't mind if I do. At first I put down what I saw. Well, the ale served at the Morgan Arms is rather potent. Your statement says you were returning home late from work. Via a brief detour to the Morgan Arms public house. How is the girl? As well as can be expected, sir. Of course. Well, now, returning from work... Via the Morgan Arms. I made my way past the churchyard when I heard movement in the trees. I turned and out of the night it, it came... Oh, my. How could I possibly describe what approached me? A uh, strange phantasm, sir. The very word. The very word. It leapt over the cemetery railings and blocked my escape. Eyes like hot coals. A devilish countenance. Seven feet tall if it was an inch. And enough to chill the blood of any man. I can imagine. Ah, uh -huh. 
but when roused, sir, I am a lion. <clears throat> I brandished my walking stick at the foul fiend, and it sprang over the church wall and vanished onto the common. You writing all this down, Constable? I am indeed, Constable. Would either of you two gentlemen care for another sherry? Two confirmed sightings, and both times he's fled to the common. Right. If we go there tonight, we've got a good chance of catching him. Right, if we... You what? Tonight, the common. Run it by the gov, and if he doesn't think you're stark staring mad, then I suppose I'll have no choice but to go with you, will I? Smith! Hooks! All right, then. I will. Sir! Am I keeping you lads from anything? No, sir. Oh, please swear it. Now, what's all this I hear about you two sending the duty officer on a wild goose chase for plaster of bleeding Paris? And what are you doing browbeating innocent civilians when you should be locking up villains? Uh, as to the second point, Gov, the gent was very happy to help. And as to the first point, well, we wanted to make a cast of a footprint we found in Clapham Common. Whose idea? His idea, but I found it. That's enough. Op it. Yes, yes Gov. Gov. Not you, Smith. Mind trouble, Gov? Not yet. God help you. You just volunteered yourself, that's all. Sir? I hope you've scrubbed behind your ears, my lad. You and I have an appointment. Ah, please do come in, gentlemen. Lord Wayland, this is uh, Constable Smith, the young officer I was telling you about. Ah, yes. You're scratch row born and bred, are you not? Yes, sir. Oh, there's no need to stand on ceremony, gentlemen. Please sit down. Now, I realise how irregular this must seem, Constable Smith. To clarify matters, my family has long had interest in the scratch row area, and I feel a certain personal responsibility for its well-being. Therefore, when a young woman is attacked and the attacker is supposedly diabolical in nature, um... How can I help, sir? How can I help, uh, dear Lord? Sir, so we'll do nicely. Well, put simply, I'm concerned by the fantastic rumours running through the district and I'd like someone reliable, someone of the people, to pour oil on the water. You know what people are when they've had a fright, Lord Wayland? Yes, I do indeed. We live in dangerous times, gentlemen. Reform bills that threaten our very way of life are passed like gallstones through Parliament's bladder. Civil war looms, and now, so I am told, the devil walks in Clapham. <laughs> and from what I can gather, the locals believe the guilty party to be a ghost or goblin called Springheeled Jack which is said to haunt many of the villages near London. Unchecked, the panic could help foment civil unrest. The stories will stop when the culprit's apprehended, sir. You believe so, Constable? I do. Excellent. You chose well, Chief Constable. We need a man who won't be swayed by superstition. Chosen for what, exactly? That's enough, Smith. I want the police force to prove its mettle by preventing a potential uprising which is why I would like you to abandon your regular duties and make it your one aim to capture the person or persons responsible. I don't know if that's... As a member of the Watch Committee, I can give you all the resources you need. Do you require any additional manpower, Constable Smith? Smith? Only Constable Hooks. He's more than keen. That's settled, then. The apprehension of the mysterious spring Jack is entirely in your hands. Jeez. Jeez. So what you need, Harry? 
Our business concerns finding a missing member of a friend's family, shall we say. Red hair, blue eyes, expensive clothes. Say no more. Arrived in London two days ago. She was staying here. Was. Where is she now, Fred? You've no idea. Oh, by God's blood. Ooh, hold up, hold up. I'll wager I know where you can find her. Where? She's been hiring cabs for the past two nights, taking back and forth round Clapham Common. Lads have been telling me she's a right good tipper. Clapham? Let's go. Hang on, Harry. You do know why she has to tip so well, right? No. Where have you two been? The talk. They say the devil walks abroad. Charlie Crow wears blind, even though he's heard ghostly singing coming out of the ground. <sighs> How much does she pay the other cabbies? A guinea. We'll give you two. Tell me why I agreed to do this. You agreed to this, Constable Hooks, because you're a fine, upstanding officer of the law. Oh, I know that. But why come during the witching hour with a full moon in the sky? A coven don't get us to werewolves, will. Stop frightening yourself. Here, you're the one who's shivering. It's the mist. Oh, whatever you say, Constable Smith. What was that? I've got an idea. Let's come back in the morning. He attacks his victims at night. That's my point. Oh, no. Let's split up. Why? We can cover more ground that way. You follow the path down Cutthroat Lane. I'll take the woods. Why don't you take Cutthroat Lane and I'll take the woods? All right. Right. Good. Good. If you get into trouble, blow your whistle. Any sign, Mr. Dermerville? <clears throat> this mist isn't helping. Is it just me, or is it getting thicker? Let's grab the girl, get our finders free, and move on to pastures new. What's this? Advance, Mr. Derbyville. Luminic. That's the last time I'll take this bleeding shortcut. My dress is ruined. Who's there? Evening, sweetheart. What's your name? Sorry, love. I'm not working tonight. <laughs> get off me! Get off me, you blackguards! <laughs> I'll steal puppets. I'm telling you, get your bloody hands off me. Let me go. We'll do this the hard way, then. Hello? Hooks! Hooks! This way! Hush, my darling. We just need to look under your bonnet. Please. Blonde. Blonde? Police. Just what we need. I order you to let her go. With pleasure. Hooks! On our own, are we? You're under arrest. Both of you. Try it, Peeler! Oh, God. Who's there? Who's there? Anyone? Please, help me! Who's there? Please, help me! Who's there? Who's there? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Who's there? Miss? Miss? Joe! Joe! Just pick a direction, Oxy. I'm coming! 
Drop your knife. I don't think so. Drop it. Now. You're under arrest. And you're on your own. No, I'm not. My friend, can you see anyone else here with the constable? <sighs> In that case, then, Mr Durbeville, if you would, please. You can hit him all you like, but he'll just keep coming. And I'm afraid I need to introduce you to my knife now. What? My turn. Sorry? Hang on. You had... Then I had... Oh, very well, Mr. Derbyville. Garrotting it is. He's all yours. Try not to struggle, Peeler. It's just like going to sleep. Oh, you've said your prayers before bedtime. You have been listening to episode one of The Strange Case of Springheel Jack. Written by Gareth Parker and Robert Valentine. The Strange Case of Springheel Jack starred Charlie Adams as young Jonah, Andrew McBain as the fireman, Christopher Finney as Jonah Smith, Matthew Jure as Toby Hooks, Lizzie Goodall as Mrs. Bairstow, Caitlin Burley as Polly Adams, Jack Bowman as Chuff, Ben Whitehead as Durberville, Simon Cruz Walters as Mr. Pewitt, Colin Holt as the Chief Constable, Jonathan Hansler as Fred, Kerry Gifford as Mary Stevens, and Julian Glover as Lord Wayland. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Music was composed and performed by Francesco Quadraropolo. Casting was by Leone Kibbe and Andrew Swan. Sound design by Andrew Swan. It was produced by Marielle Runacre-Temple, Robert Valentine, and Gareth Parker. Recording took place at Borough Studios and was engineered by Carlos Ziccarelli. It was directed by Robert Valentine. Next time. He was a giant bleeding monster, wasn't he? Not hard to spot. What next? This is possible. That's not what this looks like. What about the girl? He's breaking through the window! It's him! Spring Hill Jack! Get away from me, you brute! From now on, watch each other's backs. They say he breathes fire. I'm going to run the blighter down myself. The Duke Wellington's leading a hunting party to catch that springy old Jack. <laughs> Delicious. The Strange Case of Spring Hill Jack, Episode 2, The Crypt of Evil. And that was The Strange Case of Spring Hill Jack by Wireless Theatre Company, wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk. Um, like I mentioned, there are two more of these, Episode 2, Crypt of Evil, as well as Episode 3, uh, The Face of the Fiend. Uh, those are all free downloads. Uh, Wireless does require you to uh, create a login for their site these days, but you can download all of it for free, which is darn awesome. Um, wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk. Also, don't miss their show starring Stephen Fry. We are the BBC Hilarious Comedy 
featuring Stephen Fry as himself as part of the BBC. It's a great piece. Um, at wirelesstheatercompany.co.uk, uh, big deal for independent um, work in Britain. They are doing wonderful things to push the medium forward and uh, definitely stay in touch with what they're up to. Next week, we'll be keeping up our series. We'll have two more weeks of regular horror programming, and then we'll be dumping uh, Transcontinental Terror. Transcontinental Terror is our um, east to west train of audio horror uh, featuring uh, material from uh, Atlantic Canada to myself and East Coast uh, people in Central Standard Time, Icebox Radio Theater, and then uh, out West Coast closing the show with Julie Hoverson of 19 Nocturne Boulevard. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great special and that'll be available the first week of November actually after Halloween on this podcast. If you want to listen to it um, free of charge, streaming on Halloween night, um, I'll give you the details. That'll be a transcontinental terror Dot com. And you can follow the latest audio drama news. Follow us on Twitter. Hit up at Radio Drama. Uh, search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival or iTunes or Stitcher. Again, we are at Radio Drama Revival. Do please share with your friends or leave a review. Much appreciated. And that's a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by Fred Greenhelge. Copyright of individual shows remains that of their original producer, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates an on-air production at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's Community Radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com's Labor of Love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.